according on blah 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 day at Sir. May 30th. Saturday, Group A and B, Session 1. In Guy House. In Guy House. Who will go first? In Group A. I'll go. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, I'm very new to meditation and I haven't meditated for more than 20 minutes before coming here, so (laughs) I have lots of questions. (laughs) But I think, because I don't want to overwhelm everybody else, I think, in the the group, I think um, one question is about seeing and looking. I'm, I'm an artist and I naturally observe things very intensely. Mm. With, but without effort as such. Mm. So, uh, you know, I, I tend to look at the different colours of something or the relationship between the plant and the mantelpiece or mm. you know, uh, all, all those yeah. things. And without necessarily incredible effort, but mm. there is awareness. Yeah. But I was just wondering if is that the correct way to meditate or am I seeing too much? <laughs> or is that to do you see what I mean? Yeah. I don't know if that makes any sense. So I just want to clarify your meaning when you say you have awareness. Are you aware that you're looking or you're aware of what you're looking at? I think both. Both, okay. So service so and meditation, mm. it is um, more the uh, the awareness of the fact that you're looking, right? right? So, well, the other bit gets done. Yes. You know, you, you notice the relationship of something to something, and, and artistically you sort of know, you sort of feel whether it feels right and stuff like that. But if you know that the mind is doing that, and the mind is seeing, okay. you know, so you, you can already do the rest of it, but to also add in the noticing of the mind's um, so, yeah. looking participation is in that. Looking is happening yeah. to me, yeah. yeah. So it's it's more important for me to realize that I'm actually seeing rather than what I'm seeing. Well, generally, yes, but I mean, you can't cut out the seeing bit either, yeah. right? If you want to do your art. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Looking and listening and pay attention. That's it, look. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. The way we look, we pay attention. When we look, when we listen, we pay attention. And the way the mind pays attention, you know, when it's paying attention. It's the same movement of the mind, the attention. Yeah. It's just at a different door, you know, eye, ear, or mind. Yeah. But you can feel that movement of the mind. You can know that. You look he said, do you see because you look or do you look because you see? Do I see? 
both again. But generally, we can only look at the things that we see. If we can't see something, we can't look at it. But when we want to see something, as in like we want to not see in the sense of the, the function of sight, but we want to actually be able to search for and see something, then we have to look for it. We look at it in order to see it. Mm-hmm. You know? But, um, and, and then this becomes a little more to do with the way we use words. When we search for something to see it, sometimes we might see what we're searching for, but we might end up with just what we were searching for. But the natural condition of things is that there are things that are being seen, and we can only look at what's already being seen. Mm-hmm. Right? But if we have an idea of what we want to see and look for it mm-hmm. and see that, it might not be real. Yeah. But if we don't see at all, if we don't even have an idea of what we might see, then we don't even look for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <coughs> Thank you. Look at it. Sorry. And anything? And how do you find, have you been trying to practice? How I've been trying to practice. Yeah. Well, usually uh, before coming here, I've only just been doing a bit of breathing, you know, sort of concentrating on the breathing. And mm-hmm. But then since I've come here, it's it's been more interesting because uh, it's sort of open up. I can listen and I can look and I can, yeah. <laughs> I can do lots of other things. Yeah. But I found also my, uh, I've been, you know, walking quite a bit in the countryside, which is, um, it's what I love doing all the time, and I've been, I don't know if I've been doing it a bit too much, I've, I've, you know, I've been listening and looking and feeling my legs walking and feeling my breath, and mm. actually I've been doing it, <laughs> so that's last, like yesterday I was saying, maybe I'm doing too much at the same time, <laughs> so I don't know. If the mind is busy, you know, it's being aware, then it's not drifting off into space, right? No, no. Yeah. <laughs> but like one minute I'm looking at my legs walk and then one, the other minute it's like, oh, there's some birds there. And then, oh, no, and look at those clouds. <laughs> so you want to look at that sense of, and see where they can just be at. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> just, just know one thing at a time. Know yeah. one thing at a time. And yeah. again, you notice you you Can said I you notice. see the birds and the clouds. Again, you want to come back to your sense of seeing. Yes. Or seeing is happening. Yes. Seeing is happening. Yeah. And to, to notice that it's awareness that's continuous. Yeah. To remember that that's it's what's the awareness, yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Makes I um, I think I'm finding the the the, uh, the I don't want to say the lack of structure, but I've come here before and it's been very structured. Mm-hmm. So having that structure taken away, mm-hmm. and having 
very specific instructions on meditation, which I've also been given here mm. in the past, taken away at the same time. Mm. Um, I mean, I feel like I'm on holiday, but <laughs> I didn't. I didn't imagine I was coming here for that for that kind of thing. And I, so I'm kind of curious as the week as things are happening, mm. whether. I mean, I feel like I'm on holiday, but I'm also feeling like there's not much happening for me on the meditation side. Yeah. So are I'm you just not being aware. Yeah, I am, but I don't know whether I call that meditation. I don't know how those two quite fit yet. Um, the relaxing or the very open awareness. Right. So yeah. ตัวเอ่อนวดีมาอาทุกูเลยเนาะสเกดูเลยสิเอ่อเอ่อติชาบาบาหม่าบาหม่าเนี่ยติชาเปียวทาเนาะดิโอลาเนาะตูเอ่
The only thing that he wants us to remember is that we're not watching our anchor or the grounding object as a means of um, blocking out other uh, stimulus or things that become known, right? It's, It's a means of building or starting awareness up because awareness is always off an object. And we might have also the wrong idea that, you know, the mind is still when it stays on one object. Um, and then these people then find it, or they use the word distracted when the mind begins to know more objects. But that's more an idea of the mind, Sarah says. So long as the mind doesn't have an idea of what it should know, um, and it's okay with the fact that it's knowing, the mind remains more or less subtle. But if it has an idea that it should only know one object, then more objects feels unsettling, mm-hmm. just because of the judgment of the mind. Yeah. It's the nature of the mind that if it begins to settle into a space, um, that and it's the awareness settles. That awareness begins to know more and more, begins to more know more detail, more depth. That's the nature of the mind. So, so he says you might find in, initially you're just knowing sensations of the body, like the breath, and then after a while you're knowing things that are happening in the mind, the thoughts that go through, the things that the mind says. Um, you know in the Buddhist cosmology, um, it said that um, the mind is not something solid. It's not like us uh, or how we see ourselves, like a, a person, a being, or a body. It's a it's a process. It's a, a series of minds. Um, <coughs> apparently arising and passing away. It's a bit like quantum physics now where they find that, you know, all the neutrons and protons always um, seem to be blinking. They're not always there. So it's like that. The mind is always arising and passing away. And the way the mind connects, the, the reason why we think there's a being is because it's like a river. It's like a chain of minds. Um, in the Buddhist cosmology, it's also linear. It's like one mind passing its quality to the next mind. But we can't experience that that linear quality because it's said that in a moment or a split second like that uh, a trillion trillion minds arise so we feel like so many minds are happening at the same time in a moment and so our experience of it is very 3D we can't experience the most we can experience or, or realize or understand is that the mind is changing 
in our experience of every moment, then the mind is changing. That's how we can experience it. So I've been practicing in this general style for about three years now, and, and consequently I, I feel like I live more skillfully and I act more compassionately, but I haven't had what I believe to be any insight. So my question is, how does insight arise and what does it mean for insight to arise? Okay. ดีโลตะดิทาบินี่ตัวอภิญเนี่ยตูบัวมาเนี่ยล่ะปูบรอจวนจินล่ะเลยสรอญาณปาบานั้นนี่ล่ะเลยอะเสกกับปูบรอก
makes the thought fall away. We don't try to make the thought go away. We just are aware of the thought. We're just aware of the thought every time it arises. And then we understand something about the nature of that thought, which is, for example, here, um, oh, this thought is nonsense. Then the mind, because it realizes that, it doesn't think of it. It, does, it doesn't want to think anymore. Not an aversive kind of not wanting, but just not needing to do it anymore because of that understanding. So Seattle says, it's that understanding that we want to have come up. You know, whether the thought falls away or not is irrelevant. If we watch our thoughts very often, we'll begin to also notice how our thoughts really uh, affect us uh, emotionally. That every time certain thoughts come, we have physical um, signs of how this thought affects us. And if we keep watching this connection, you know, we notice the thought and then the feeling, the thought and the feeling. And we, we begin to understand this relationship. At some point, the mind realizes again. At some point, the mind realizes this thought is causing this suffering. And then the mind decides on its own, not you, on its own. That, you know, he says, I mean, generally for us, we have a thought and it's causing us suffering. Do we want to continue thinking it or not? No. <laughs> but why? There is some understanding that we don't want it to go on. We can feel that it's not skillful. Right, yeah, not skillful. Yeah. Right, so and if, if that understanding prevents the mind gives an example of people who can't sleep at night because they can't stop thinking. Yeah. He says they see their thoughts, their feelings, their thoughts, their feelings, and um, but they're not fully aware, so it just keeps going, and that snowball well, reaction. Yeah, right, and that keeps them awake at night. If we don't sleep every night, eventually we'll go crazy. <laughs> <laughs> But if we're being aware, we begin to see the connection, and if we have an understanding, we won't do this anymore. So the whole purpose of being aware is for that to, is you know, to allow that understanding. Why are we watching all our experiences? It's because we're wondering what will we re understand, realize from all this that we're watching. That's why he calls Vipassana a learning process. It's not a process of creating some, um, it's not a process of creating insight or an experience, the other says. We're learning from the very things that are present already.
Which is why we don't have to use too much energy. That if we are seeing, like even in awareness, if we're seeing, that's enough. We don't have to look. We just that that's all the energy is the energy of seeing rather than looking. And if we just sustain that, so many things are being learned by the mind. He says, you know, scientists, when they want to understand the way nature works, say the weather, or the way a bird lives, you know, the nature of a bird, what do they do? They just watch it. They watch it days, nights, weeks, months, years, and they let nature unfold naturally, and then they understand the process of nature. So, Siyadu says, the... Um, the way we watch, you know, has to be in that sort of way, like a scientist, quite intelligent. Not just staring, with a purpose. Yeah. So his only concern is when a yogi wants to focus on the objects and forgets to observe everything that, that's present. If our only intention, our only like purpose is to quiet the mind, we, we meditate and we think the mind should be quiet, so that's just, then we, we sort of we miss the show. Because Siyadu says there are people who do anapana for years, watching the breath for years, and when he asks them, um, is the breath long or short? They don't know. Is it all, you know, does it come out of one nostril or two nostrils? They don't know. You know, is it warm? When is it warm? When is it hot? They don't Or cold? They don't know. Because he says all they've been thinking of is to still the mind. So they're not interested in the breath even though they're watching it. There are people here who do rising falling, right? Of the abdomen. Has anybody else heard of rising falling of the abdomen? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Why does it rise and fall? Why does the abdomen rise and fall? Because the air goes in and puts pressure on the stomach. Because the air goes in and puts pressure on the stomach. The air And why does the air go in? Because we, there's an automatic body reaction to move the abdomen. <laughs> really? We, and we desire to breathe. Okay, to a bedroom. And what comes first, the breath or the abdomen rising and falling? Yeah. 
more accidents drop things. And more than the things outside, because you might be very mindful and drop something, but it's it's about the quality of your mind. You know, uh, how skillful is the mind? How wise is the mind? How, you know, how does it approach life? I, I, um, I, I notice in that... Um, yeah. So this is when we, one of the, the thing, one of the, the harms of not being mindful, so yeah, this is that we get lost in the stories that our mind feeds us, because the mind thinks all the time. It thinks about the past, it thinks about the future, and if we're not, Mindful sciatosis, we get lost in the stories the mind tells us. We get anxious, we get worried, sometimes we get excited. So we're always a slave to the emotions that the, the mind, the uh, thoughts, study, uh, yeah, feed us. So then we get stressed. But if we're mindful, all these stresses can, can be settled. Yeah, so he says... In the immediate present moment, we need to know. In a moment of mindfulness, what is the immediate benefit? He says, and the main thing is that the mind's quality is instantly different when we're mindful. And when the mind changes, you can say the person changes. When the mind is agitated, the, the person is agitated. Oh. 
You should sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Have a good sleep and then practice. And practice. Yeah. And then yeah. Rest first. Okay. I've been feeling exhausted also. But like a very strange exhaustion that like all of a sudden is like. Did you have a very bad journey coming here? No. Sierra says it's because you know when the way we live our life we're so active and we're so involved we don't notice the tiredness and the stress that the body and the mind is accumulating mm. we come into retreat and we stop all that and then the body you know it all just slams in because now it has a chance before we don't give it a chance we so you're relaxing and now you're being aware so you also know what's happening I know what should one do should you actually you know the way we live life we're kind of like on adrenaline all the time we're like always he says, you know, our mind gives us energy in two ways. We can have wholesome energy or unwholesome energy. But generally, in life, it's unwholesome energy. It's always the unwholesome energy of hurry, uh, keeping up with time, schedules, um, aversion, and then greed, you know, you have to get there on time, you're unhappy if you're not getting there on time. All this is always in our minds, you know, so we use a lot of unwholesome energy in our lives mm-hmm. to keep us going. coming from meditation retreat, we can't use that energy anymore, the unwholesome energy, because there's nothing to reach for here. But then there's not much wholesome energy either, so the mind just feels completely flat. It's very then 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 do. Yeah. He says if he took away this timetable completely, none of us would even know what to do with ourselves. <laughs> 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 we need to be on the schedule. Yeah, time stress. Yeah, he calls that time stress. He says. Mm. He says not having anything to do also gives us time stress. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> but he says so now. What what is happening is that we are dominated by time. Instead of, of us using time, time is using us. Hmm. He says it's eating us. Yeah, the reason Seattle doesn't have a schedule, a very, very, uh, besides eating and waking and, and sort of thing, the reason he doesn't have a schedule is because he wants us to find the structure within ourselves. Use our intelligence to find out why we're doing something. Why do we sit or walk? Why? So that we're doing things appropriately. Why would they eat with that? Why do you wear these pants, this top? Why do you wear that color? Why is your hair like this? Why do you make the choices? All of this comes out of this mind. He said that's why we have to watch this mind and body to find out. Why do we put something where we put it? Like that. 
He says we don't do anything without a reason. Everything we do has a reason. But so often we do it, there are reasons that the mind has, but we are not conscious of them because we're not aware. We're just going on auto. And the mind is just telling us what. We're just slaves to the mind. Right? Or we're pressured by the outside external circumstances. We have to get to work on time or finish a project on time. So he wants us to, to think about why and, and know what we're thinking and why we're doing as well. Then we'll know the mind, we'll know our feelings, we'll know how they relate, we'll know how they work together, we'll, know, we'll find out what's effective, what's skillful, what's unskillful. Yeah, it's so easy to tell people. It's so easy to tell people, watch this, watch that. You know, observe the breath, observe that. Your feet, your. It's easy, he says. But then we've just taken. I think you look Yeah, he said that's not so. He wants us to bring out our inner potential, to use our. He says we know the the the. the philosophy of education, right? Education is um, really, right education is when you put the desire to learn into the child, uh-huh. right? When the child becomes motivated to learn uh-huh. on their own. Uh-huh. That's education. Uh-huh. That's what he wants to do. Mm. So he says we become aware. That's the beginning bit of meditation. And then he says, we need to use our own intelligence. Our, we have it. We have it. We have the wisdom. We need to use it and learn how to become ourselves. We want to cultivate the awareness and our wisdom. Right? And he says, that's meditation. It's this whole cultivation of all of these wholesome qualities in our minds. Okay. Yes, uh, I hope I can explain in English. Um, when my difficulty is when I want to observe the mind that um, you are carried away by thoughts so easily. I am because I'm new in observing the mind. Um, so when you talk about bringing the wisdom in, but uh, Sadhu does in his books. Um, how can you prevent being carried away by thoughts? Yeah. Observing the mind. That's my main question. Yeah. When we're new to the practice or to watching the mind, see how says, um, it's, um, and we find that we get lost in thought easily, then he says the practice for us is not to watch, not to look at the mind continuously. So we use the other objects of our meditation like, you know, sensations of the body and all as anchor. So we know something clearly. And then we acknowledge that we know the mind when we notice it. So to acknowledge it, so it's there, you notice it, 
but you don't watch it. You continue to know your main object, but you then also acknowledge that you know other bits of the mind. This morning he talked about concept versus reality, and then, um, well, nature versus reality, and then knowing that something is an object. Um, when we don't yet know that the mind is an object, you, we can't objectively watch it, we can't objectify it. Um, and we don't know that we, the, we can't quite differentiate the reality of the mind that is thinking and the stories that the mind is thinking. When we can't quite differentiate that, Seattle says, it's not helpful to watch continuously. Because we get just we get lost into the concept. I've practiced before, but yeah. maybe I did not explain well, but I mean observing the mind, this anapana sitting breath is, mm. is not my problem. I've done mm. that for years. Yeah. But it's observing the mind which is Yeah, yeah so that's why he's saying that's that's you say that's practice look, yeah. Recognize look, yeah. Recognize look, yeah. Practice look. Yeah, if you're new to watching the mind, that's why he said you don't watch it continuously. So you do what you did before. Say you have been doing anapana, you do anapana. And you will notice the mind thinks. And you want to acknowledge that. Oh, the mind is thinking. And you do anapana. Mind is thinking again, anapana. Mind is thinking again, anapana. You want to do this again and again rather than, oh, thinking, thinking, think, you know, lost in thought. Yeah. Your thinking mind. You're aware of thinking and lost. You aware of the mind? Can aware. But you don't know this is a mind, this is an object. You not the mind not understanding yet. So the mind habit is pay attention to their thinking story. Then lost. So you need to practice again and again. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I have some questions around pain. You talked about right. pain today, and uh, um, my mind always goes to my bodily mm. sensations of mm. pain, and I also work with people who have uh, lots of pain um, in my professional life. Um, and I, I actually want to share an insight that I had yesterday. I, I don't know if it's a big insight, or if for me it was an insight, um, because my mind tend to go to sensations in the body and I have a lot of problems at the moment with my back and my neck and mm. um, I'm very aware that I'm thinking about the pain <laughs> and mm. the sensation of pain mm. and in this morning I got a little confused about the pain not being real because there's I, I know there's a sensation of the pain and there's a knowing of the sensation of the pain mm -hmm. um, but it, it does sometimes change the pain if I do this versus some other thing. Mm -hmm. uh, for instance, yesterday I was walking, and yesterday I, I had more, much more pain than I have today. Um, and I realized for the first time when I was walking this hilly street, mm -hmm. that when I'm walking upside, uh, going up, mm. the pain is actually much worse. And, and when I'm going down, it's much less in my mm. back. And mm. it was, to me, that was an insight because mm. I've been running a lot. I've been running like marathons and and uh, and I never realized that it was such a big difference when I'm walking uphill and downhill and it's <laughs> a revelation <laughs> but but I was curious about I think my question is about 
the object or reality. I think he talked about how pain is not, in a way, not real. Mm -hmm. uh, I think I want to know a little bit more about that, how it's not real. Or <laughs> <laughs> because there are some nerves that are attached to the brain and you <laughs> sense it in your brain, but there's still like some physical <laughs> yeah, entity. Well, um, I don't know if that's... Yeah. I don't know if it's a clear question, but yeah. it's around that mm -hmm. topic. To Nara, I jump your bear, to Mala, Kanako, Nara, she had to Kanare, Zenare, and Murray, to a marathon in the Apia. To what? See, I will love you. To look at a local, Lunaria, Nata, she, Lunarina, and Yoga in it, and Rule Nare, and Ellen Lurina looked at a mania to the Kuda Bob out of it. To Maria Lanshaw, down ten, to the mobile, to down ten, Ponar, down same now. You got a comedy to marry down the way of the Pina to deal with the Rima Tami Malakwad, and that's to Tuera or Yan Kitano, a bit of Yan Kamalaramati. You could call it a kind of insight. Um, you know, knowing things clearly, knowing uh, yeah, something clearly is, is, um, is the nature of an insight. Um, ดังนั้นตัวตัวพี่เอาเอเชียพี่น่ารักดีแกดันเรียลมาพิมพ์ตัวพี่เอาเลยดีแกดันน่ารักดอดายอายุนี่ดอดายอายุดอดามาชิว
their shit, you know. But, <laughs> but, but it's all a fig- figment of the mind's imagination. Right? So until we understand how this mind that's observing colors our view of what we're observing, says our practice will never be complete because we're always tricked by the mind's lens. So, so often yogis, they're watching objects and then they're like, uh, sometimes watching the object is fine and other times watching the object is so difficult and they don't know why. But that's because they don't notice what's happening in the mind that's observing, doing the observing. Right? So that's why services don't focus on the object. So that you notice a little bit about the participation of the mind in the meditation. Yeah. Yeah. We always want to back off from the object and know the full view. Sierra says the, the, the nature of the defilements is to really stick, right? If it's greed, it wants to feel it. So it, it gets in and gets its claws in, it really wants to feel it. If it's, if it's dosa, if it's aversion, it does the same thing, gets its claws in, it's really up close. But you want to back off so that those energies can't do relax right? That's why he also says relax. Relax also makes us relax he says, when we come, you know, when, when the mind comes, its natural energies are, are like, you know, trying to grab, trying to hold, trying to get in. Yes, that, so we're relaxing. Yeah, Wisdom, Sierra says, wisdom's energy is always settled back. It's sitting back, it's watching, it's relaxed, and it's discerning. It's not believing. Checking. It's checking. It's just, is this really so? And then... What's next? Is it still the same? You know, that, that's how it... Conclusion of the child. Yeah? Wisdom doesn't conclude too quickly, too easily. It's always checking. Again and again, loaded. But they are returning to someone's money. And if it's, you know, and if it's not sure, it continues to check. What else will it find out? Yeah. It's always open. Okay. So that's why Sarah says when there is pain, he doesn't want us to watch pain. Pain is not the object, because pain is the object of dosa. That's why he says it's not real as well. So we want to watch how the mind is feeling, because when the mind is feeling resistant, then, you know, pain is not real in that way. We're watching through the colorful lens of aversion, of, of resistance. So we want to watch the resistance because when we watch that, then we'll notice when it relaxes. So insights arise when the mind is pure or, or just watching very simply, like when you're going uphill and downhill. It's not expecting anything. And then it realizes, oh, it's different, like this and like this. You know, that, that quality of mind, we want to remember that simplicity of the mind that's observed. Yeah. The mind that is observing without feelings of shoulds and should nots. I should do this, I should not do that. It should not happen, it should be, it must be. No, none of those. <coughs>
I have a question about relaxation versus the other instructions which say that it is possible to uh, gain init even initial awareness even when one is not aware uh, through without modifying the experience so without intention to relax without intention to calm down so this right because I on the previous retreat I was uh, gaining the initial awareness through some concentration practice right and which was and then I was sustaining the awareness using this this method right <coughs> it, I don't know if it makes sense so uh, so okay so so you're, so you're mi you're actually mixing up concepts already because mm -hmm. you don't gain awareness by concentration you gain concentration by being aware so you're mixing up concepts in the words. Uh, all right so may, 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 maybe let, let's put it another way so uh, i um whatever i did uh, it it didn't uh, it wasn't based on the actual experience it it i needed to um withdraw from the senses let's say and focus let, uh, focus on, let's say, uh, I don't know, the body and, and relax the body first. Like, like in Anapanasati Sutta, where the first uh, it says to relax the bodily formation and then to relax the mental formation and then the mind is ready for investigation, right? Mm -hmm. But first it calms down. And I was wondering, because it's not really practical in daily life to each time I'm not... I don't have this momentum to, you know, hide away somewhere and, and sit, right? So I would like to learn if it's possible to be able to gain this momentum from even from the not unskillful state, even when I see that there, there are strong defilements. And I was trying to do that yesterday, <clears throat> but it was really frustrating because I saw that, that, that there is a defilement. I saw while looking at other people and feeling irritation, I could tell that there must be a defilement. <clears throat> and I knew that by changing intention, by if I would have intention to relax it, I could make it go, the defilement. But on the other hand, there are instructions to have intention to understand, not to have intention to calm things down, but mm -hmm. to understand. I, I, I'm thinking whether I wasn't taking it too radically. Wait, so, wait, okay. right? we, we, <laughs> there's two sides to this. So irritation is, a, is the defilement. Right, it's a dosa. right. So to have your head, to have shoe measure in, she had him of your own shoulder, so many are to then I say, don't worry, no real or say, don't worry, to kill it as she might not read it, and to etching my chuan to shoe to and etching my two seco, your line, shallaka. อ่ะยังไม่จีบแน่ๆชอบอะไรป่ะสวยชอบอย่างนี้ได้มั้ยตู้เสียมาแค่ท่าเลยโอ้ดิอาเชียนพี่อ่ะเปียวเลยชูล
the when you're skillful. Mm. You must start when you're not skillful, like now. When you're not skillful, Sierra says, because what you're cultivating in meditation is what we're cultivating in meditation is wholesome qualities, right? We're not going to, you know, we're not wanting to cultivate unwholesome qualities. So when the mind is not skillful, like um, there's irritation and you can't just watch it. But you know that if you tell the mind to relax, mm -hmm. it can reduce. So that's skillful. Okay. That's skillful. It might not make the irritation go away completely, but you will suffer less from it. There will be less irritation because the mind has relaxed. It's not holding on to it. Then the mind will Yes. But once the mind has relaxed, there's less irritation. You know, we have a little bit of awareness now, mm. right? We always, we always have access to a little bit of awareness. But if you relax that defilement down, your little bit of awareness might be able to be aware of it. Mm -hmm. Whereas when you were irritated that much and you're trying with right. your little awareness, it's hard. But if you can use this intellectual means, okay, relax. And then you feel just only less irritation. Mm -hmm. Maybe the awareness is enough then to just watch that. So you need to. So this is what he calls it, called using our intelligence. Find the best way to do it. Okay. Experiment. You know? Okay. Because, yeah. because I, I did it this morning, and mm -hmm. and I, I I was exhausted by trying to like get get rid of the defilement within the defiled mind, which yeah. is almost impossible. Yeah. So this morning I was so, and I've seen, I, I, I've seen clearly the defilement and that it's causing suffering. So I, 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 um, uh, I just, um, you know, just sit down and I, 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 I did something that I was trying not to do. So I just, you know, uh, did what I usually yeah. do. So, so withdrawn from the senses and, you know, the, the body disappearing. So that, that like, uh, I'm, always, I'm always wondering what you mean when you say withdrawing from the senses. I mean, <laughs> not paying attention to... Uh, and why I, I did not try to do this is because it's kind of against some of these practices, right? That, that you can but always... I don't even understand what you're trying to do, so I don't know what that is. All right, so um, this intention to relax is a bit different than intention to understand. And when I intend to understand some defilement, uh, something, that, some sensation, I'm kind of uh, like observing it. But if I'm trying to relax, mm -hmm. I let go of all defilements without deeply understanding what they were. Okay, so, you, understanding mm -hmm. doesn't have to come immediately. Okay, okay. okay. Relax right. first. Don't try to understand. Yeah. Mm -hmm. the, there's not an intention to understand. All there's right. an objective. Right. But in every moment, okay. you're just being aware. And if you need to relax, you relax. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. All right. Yeah, because yeah, probably I was just too ra radically and too literally yeah. reading the instructions, right? I, I was just wondering because it would be useful to, to do it. Because he also daily. says that if you can't stand it, go away, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. If you can't take the pain, move your posture. If, if it's something mental that you're locked in, mm -hmm. go for a walk. He says that, right? Because take your mind I, off it. I know how to. Object. He says that, right? I, I know how to reset my mind to, to clean slate and from then to sustain the awareness. I, I just was wondering whether it's possible to, in the midst of you know, daily chores, uh, while being in unskillful state, is, mm. it, is it possible to um, 
use this this situation, this particular situation, to gain awareness. But I guess probably that's very um, so. Difficult. Can you do that in daily life? You say. In, I have to. I have to. I have to. Can you reset I have your mind to, and just be not in the middle of you know <laughs> people calling me and uh, yeah. I have to get away from the office and sit in 15 minutes in the car yeah. and just uh, you know just settle down completely and then it's completely different. Okay. But I was just wondering whether it's possible to do it <coughs> within any situation that's okay. happening. If you maintain your awareness in moments when you are calm, so you know it hasn't got frantic yet. You're just doing your work calmly, and you're you're maintaining your awareness. You'll become more and more skillful mm. at bringing that steadiness of right. mind into the times of chaos and and deal with it with more calm. Also, so, so to work work my way from the side from the peace yes. rather than from the chaos. Exactly. So yeah. Makes sense. Uh, yeah. That's right. You start from when you're calm. Yes. Yeah. You bring your peace with you. That that's the <laughs> Yeah. And what you want to learn from watching yourself being peaceful is to 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 notice what in the mind makes the mind become less peaceful. What is right. the trigger? What is the thought? What so is what, what, what is it? How do how do this maintain this one? When when the unskillful and when you become, when you've done this and you become very, very skillful, mm-hmm. you'll find that sometimes you can be in the middle of something chaotic and you remember and you can still, mm. you know, you, you can start working in the midst of it, but when you become very skillful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but if we're not skillful, then, you know, we, we, we have to train. So train when you're in times of peace. Yeah, he says, but when you are skillful, you can go to war, you can go for a street fight, and you don't just do it with your friends. That's yeah. what I do. Oh, you're <laughs> <in China. laughs> Otherwise, we're just in training. So just in training. Yeah. Next, first group, people. No, first group is not finished. How many more? Three. Three left? Fast blue yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, we, can we? It is your chance, no? So <laughs> <laughs> There's maybe? actually too 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 much. Sorry, Sorry too many things to, to even think. So I'm just going to um, I seem to well people tell me and I feel it that I seem to be consumed with the negative negativity. I'm so I'm my mind. I'm trying to observe negative thought patterns mm. um, or a tendency to meditate on negative events, mm. not even an object events, whether they be you know trauma in the past mm. or in current relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, he's already touched on 
lots of things to approach it. Yeah. Um, that I need to calm the minds and, and then that will happen. Like for instance, um, uh, any any insight or advice on dealing with um, very spirited ten-year-old children and not having to react. I and mean, that's just let's just take a concrete. Okay. Yeah. That's there's too many. Yeah. Who said that? Negative Peter did it. Um. Oh. Hello. I think defilement is, is huge. Mm. I think that's it. So it's anger, irritability, jealousy. How, how do we work with those so we don't become consumed? I'm also not coming from a place of um, where there's no wisdom here. I, I do know the whole pause and breathe. I'm uh, feeling it in my body mm -hmm. um, from from a training that I've done, yeah. um, and observing where that where I feel it in the body, yeah. and it kind of it can dissipate mm. and it can change. Um, so um, I know I'm on the path, okay. But um, I just guess I want to get there faster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do um, ลงเลยลงตัวไปตัวตัวเตทาราตัวดอลลาร์เพย์แต่ชูอย่าขนาดอย่าแต่ชูขนาดโคเรมาเป็นมาคันซานนี่เลยไรโคลุตี้เยอ
so difficult ဒီလိုနေတဲ့နေတဲ့နေလိုရှိတယ်ဒါမဲ့ဒါလေးအမြဲတော်ဝါချမှတ်လို့မရအောင်အဲ့လိုမျိုးတွေသူ့မှာ
It's like fire, right? When the fire is small, it's easy to put out. We need to build the So he says, just, just focus on the positive, which is like, there's more mindfulness than there was before. And keep building that mindfulness. He says, when awareness becomes faster, because we're constantly trying every day, awareness will become faster and faster. So then um, you'll find that the momentum of the what we have, the liking and disliking, which is what seems to be like um, ruling us now, um, the momentum of all that liking and disliking, the speed at which it comes, <coughs> will become matched by the awareness and then overtaken by the awareness. So when the awareness is faster than the liking and disliking and its habits are coming in, yeah, we'll start to get an upper hand. <laughs> okay, now the other one. Next one. Hmm. I think it's. It's very challenging for me not having this structure, mm-hmm. and um, but also it um, brings it brings in my my life the chance being mindful, living my life not at Kaya House, mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, and I knew every time I, I arrive at the retreat I knew, I think um, I get all these doubts. Of you know, and every time people ask a question, I think you, I think I'm, I think I'm just practicing, but, but it's very, um, I find it very, more hard work than I, yeah, <laughs> it is, keep saying it should be effortless, or, and, and maybe it is effortless, but it's very, um, emotional tiring. You know, to not have a structure. Not the not having a structure, but then it f- it's it's all it's all it's there all the time. The mind, the what, the being mindful and noticing the body and the mind and the body. You know. So what's the emotional bit? The I think the I think the I think the the trouble is uh, actually trying to. The feeling what is right for me at the moment, the, the doubt, because when in in life outside you mm. there's so much structure, you a lot of times you don't even notice. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's. Uh, I don't have it. It's not a question as such. It's just. Um, Is it self doubt or doubt about other things? Self doubt. Doubting yourself or doubting, doubting is this right for me? Is uh, at this moment right yeah. as as a practice or just 
No, I don't think I don't doubt the practice as such. It's just a uh, yeah. I, well, I get confused. What's up, Yora? To structure Mashida to to do a challenging picture, right? But so the Mashida to aim on it, but too many lower. Aim on to make a picture. Then aim on the the your line for more structure. She there. Then the Mako Sikali Bangui like that. Who oh, ah, talk. Then come like Koko Koko. Because you mentioned in the beginning that coming here and not having a structure reminds you of home and, and you know. And um, he says, but his whole purpose of holding retreats is that we can take the practice back home. So it should be as much like home as possible. Because otherwise we can't use the practice at home. We find ourselves helpless. We have everything protecting us, and then nothing protecting us. He says we spend money and time to come on a retreat, and we, if we can't take anything home, then it's it's hard, right? Um, so. He doesn't want to protect us like that. Yeah, so so many yogis come on retreat and they can practice and then they go home and they can't practice and he we said because our practice is not um I won't use the word complete, it's not varied enough. We don't have experience with every kind of situation. So we don't become skillful at, at facing things. We're not we don't we doubt ourselves, our ability to do it. But his purpose is how you however you practice, you must be able to do it in your life. Yeah. He's he's been saying in the last couple of retreats he'd like to not have a Dhamma hall. So where will we sit? Wherever you sit is your Dhamma hall. And that's what it should be at home. And when you're sitting, if you're in the toilet, now we sit and sit. He says we waste we, we spend so much time sitting. When when do we have time to sit when we're at home? If we have the luxury, maybe once in the morning, once at night. But that's a luxury. He says because the Dharma has to be our right. life, then our lives will be different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he has yogis who say they feel like failures at home because they can't practice at home. But he doesn't want people to feel like failures. He says, in in the retreat, they're heroes, and they go home, and they're zeros. <laughs> yeah. They can do everything. They, they can they can follow every instruction that the teacher gives on retreat. They're good at following instructions. At home, nobody's giving them instructions, and it's not being. But we have to we have to find that strength from within ourselves. He was a yogi, he says, and he was a very hero zero yogi. Um, So he knows what it's like. I'm very grateful for the gift. 
So just practice the other sense. Wherever you are. He says because our object is not the Dharma Hall or the meadows, the object is this mind and body. It's the same wherever we are. Right? <coughs> <coughs> that I don't think and when you have doubts, the other says that's your object. Watch it. Don't believe it. Don't be doubt. Watch doubt. No doubt. Doubt is the object. Whatever we have, mental processes, body processes, they are mental processes and body processes. It's not you. It's it's a natural process that the mind, every mind can go through. So it has its job description. Doubt does its thing. You want to understand what it, that thing is. Our responsibility as yogis is to have right view, right? That all these are natural phenomena. Is to be mindful of it, be aware of it, and to continue to try to sustain that as much as we can. So it's nice, he says, the interviews are to get a feel for what the yogi's mind, what the, what the mind is thinking, how the, the mind thinks in so many tricky ways and we want to be able to... Yeah, to be able to clear that. Whatever the unskillful or unwholesome state the mind is having, whether it's it's dosa in its many variations or loba, greed in its variations, or doubt. How would you pay attention to doubt? You can feel its effects in the body, yeah. you can use that as your object. So, but no. knowing that that's the effect of doubt, so it's correlated to doubt, but it is not doubt, mm-hmm. right? But it's the feeling that you have when you have doubt. And at that time, don't watch the thoughts, the thought, the doubtful thoughts. Once we give any attention to the thoughts, they will suck us in and then the doubt grows. So we want to, to anchor ourselves to the feeling and not give any power to it. And this is the same principle for all unwholesome states, all the defilements, uh, whether it's greed, aversion, delusion, uh, doubt, whatever we, you know, agitation, we look at the feeling and we stop looking at the thoughts, just the feeling. Help the mind to calm down first. Okay. Yeah. 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 Ye
But I'm fast group, we finish. Mm. Is one last person. Is fast group or second group? B. B. Ooh. Left. All finished? Nine person, right? Mm -hmm. All finished. Okay. You need the first. There's a couple there. Uh, then there's a chain. Yeah. 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 Anybody else in B want to? Yeah, I'm going to ask a question. Yeah. Okay. Um, I've also found the lack of structure um, <laughs> difficult, but interesting. Interesting to what? Interesting to see. Then I was, but yesterday I slept for virtually the whole day. Um, <laughs> I'm not asking if that's okay because that's obviously was okay for me at the time. Well, humans not, not, not a problem. I'm hoping that I do come out of this at some point. Usually the first day everybody's tired. You know they've been so busy at home. Oh, they 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 oh, they can, can. Yeah. Life is rough, he said. Oh. So we come to retreat. <laughs> <laughs> we need some rest. Yeah. 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 We do need to come on holiday on retreat. It's a holiday from the defilements, he said. He says we live with defilements at home. We try to live with more awareness here. Yeah, yeah. that's defilements. Maybe just uh, can you give me and also maybe other people the instruction again how to meditate? <laughs> because I mean, those who are into the anchor, mm -hmm. because I'm used to the to the breathing, following breathing, mm -hmm. and I try to now the open the awareness. Oh no! no, then, no, no yeah. No, so no, it's, no, yeah, it's no, can yeah. you? Oh, <laughs> um, open awareness. What? What's up? Yeah, so this is open awareness is not something to try to do. Openness is awareness is something you get to when the awareness has enough momentum. So start with an anchor if you're used to an anchor. That's the instruction. <laughs> yeah. If you are used to, for example, the breath, stay with the breath. And then you'll notice that other things become noticed. In that same field of awareness, you'll start noticing other things. And you just allow that. Yeah. So long as you understand that your mind does not have a fixed idea that it wants to stay with the one object and doesn't really want to know any other objects. If you notice the mind has that sort of attitude, you want to know that attitude, right? But so long as the mind doesn't have that attitude, the mind will allow other things to be known. <laughs> he thought Kaya House was very quiet, he says, but he was sitting in the meditation hall and he realized it's really noisy, there are a lot of crows, he said. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not really quiet. <laughs> But if there, you know, if there is sound and we don't know that, that hearing is happening, that's also delusion. เวลาเราเห็นเราจําจําอธิบายเบื่อตาดาดิเกชินี่นะครับเนี่ยเวลาเราเห็นเราจําอธิบายเบื่อตาดาดิเกชินี่นะครับเนี่ยเวลาเรา
something very much or <coughs> if you're excited about it is it yeah, a defilement because you kind of get that's the nature that's nature okay. we want to understand this nature so know <coughs> that excitement the liking whatever Peter okay. complain with that yeah we don't want to complain don't about what's happening it's happening because there's some cause for it We want to understand this. What is the cause for this effect? We're not trying to prevent things. But we do want to have the right attitude. Right attitude to it, which is oh this is happening. What how you know what is it? How shall you know? Yeah. Knowing what is happening as it is is right view. ก็ดูแล้วว่าสิ่งนี้สิ่งนี้แล้วว่าอย่างเดี๋ยวเดี๋ยวเดี๋ยวเดี๋ยวเดี๋ยวเดี๋ยวเดี๋ยวเดี
you can't change the present moment. Maybe the future, but not the present moment. The present moment is like this now. And your choice is what do you bring to the present moment? So you can bring awareness and right view and right attitude to the present moment. That's your choice. But what we do is we judge, right? And judgment is usually in the negative, like dosa, right? It's like, oh, it shouldn't be here. And so we are adding a defilement to the defilement that we're observing. So then it multiplies. So we'd rather so if we can bring in right view, then the at least the reaction doesn't um, get worse, right? If we have right view and we are aware, so there might be, you know, like excitement. Excitement might not become less, but it will become more if you're aware. Oh. เราดูไปดูร้องดูสิเราดูฟีลเลยบัดอีฟเดอะสตรองวิวอีฟวีบีคัมอีเดนติฟายโอ้ยูโนดิสอีสโอเอ็กไซติ้งวีฟีดอี
They're called. I mean, mixed pinion, yeah. Mixed pinion. Often we're mixed. They go, so, two, two lines, they go, pure pillow. Lavender kind of stuff, pure pillow. Yes, the unwholesome side feeds into guilt and stuff, yes. Yeah. He says, but if we knew, if we watched it enough to tease out the differences, says, then we could see the pure love, which is different from the, the parts that are like ensnared in it and pretending to be part of it, yeah. There is this thing about uh, mindfulness. Um, because mindfulness is wholesome, right? What it does is that when, when you're mindful of something unwholesome, because it's wholesome, the unwholesome becomes less. <laughs> but the effect of being mindful of something wholesome is that the wholesome grows Ooh. because it's too wholesome. So it, the wholesome becomes better and better. And so mindfulness at the two But if we use too much effort, you know, focusing mindfulness, too much energy, then whatever we know it stops. <laughs> Get, Gets pulled up shot. Because when we focus on something, it's like staring at someone. They feel self-conscious and they behave unnaturally. So the mind is the same. You look at it too closely, it doesn't behave naturally. <laughs> it's, it's like when we're eating, we focus too much on swallowing. We find it difficult to swallow. Everything has its own natural way of happening. We just need to step back and know so that we know what happens. Yeah. He says if you go to the toilet, you focus too hard. Like a he says nature knows how to do its own work, but we go in and interfere with the process, thinking that we know how to do it better. And then, you know, it's sort of like nature, we, we, then things happen against nature. That's how the intestine squeeze, <laughs> That's a whole new meaning to letting go. <laughs> <laughs> Let him go. Let him go. Let him go. Let him go. The more we understand nature and how natural things are, the more we'll let things just happen naturally so that we can just observe and understand how. It's only because we have so many likes and dislikes, shoulds and should nots that we're doing. We're trying to get in and do so many things about things, you know, we're trying to Yeah, the more skillful we become in practice, yeah, says the more understanding we have, the more wisdom there is, the less the mind needs to do, unless it's really necessary, and it knows the difference between what it needs to. Yeah. Okay. Lunch to call, call Twelve them. minutes to lunch. <laughs> okay. Next time, right? <laughs>
Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.